Some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theater at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC, do you have a dinosaur living within you, roaring to get out? The DC Public Library is officially kicking off its annual Dinosaur Roar competition. Now, in the past, the contest has been so popular that it's gone global. And Elaine Pelton, the children's librarian behind the whole thing, explains what that says about our city and how you can join the competition. Today is Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. Okay, so Elaine, you've been listening to dinosaur roar submissions from all over. You even talked to a paleontologist, so I feel like if there is a local DC expert (laughs) on dinosaur roars, it has got to be you. (laughs) I think the listeners need to know we got to start with your best dino roar. Give it to us. Oh, mine? Well, I might be an expert on judging dinosaur roaring. I'm not a roar (laughs) expert myself, so I'm going to try this. Coo, coo, I don't know. <laughs> this is not what I was. I like. I bet everybody was expecting like a roar, right. <laughs> but then you start with the like coo coo. This is not what I was expecting at all. Well, the paleontologist <laughs> has very strong opinions about this, and he's very, very insistent that dinosaurs were not um, mammals and did not growl or roar. They made more sort of cooing, hissing sounds, uh, more reptilian. Wow. Correcting the the record on our misunderstanding of what yes. dinosaurs sound like. Where did the idea for this contest come from? <laughs> I was very, very bored in 2021. I wasn't able to do any, you know, much in the way of programming and I was sort of losing my mind. So I thought, well, you know, maybe some kind of contest where people didn't have to come into the library. And then I remembered this really weird story that my partner had told me about. This guy had been punked by like his best friend. Um, His friend went all over town and put up flyers with his friend's phone number on it, announcing a dinosaur roaring contest, but didn't tell his friend. So his voicemail is suddenly full of all these people going, okay, are you ready? And then they're like, they're leaving all these weird roaring, you know, sounds on his voicemail. And so I I had heard some of the recordings. I'm like, well, one, some of these are really good. And two, I'm just like, wow, people are so into showing off their dinosaur roaring skills that they're willing to call some like random stranger's number and leave a voicemail. I'm like, there is clearly a demographic out here that just needs a chance to shine and no one has given it to them. So I'm like, well, this was a, a fake contest, but like, what if we have a real contest? But then I'm like, but now I got to get this past my manager. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Julia. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I have an idea. She's like, okay. 
because my ideas are usually a little bit weird. So I was like, just just stay with me. Stay with She's me. She's expecting and it to be something off the wall for yeah, you. She knew it would be something off the wall. And I'm like, I want to have a dinosaur ring contest. And she's like, I don't, what? So I tell her about, you know, the the weird news story and everything. I'm like, just go home. Just think about it. And she's like, okay. So she comes back the next day. She's like, I wasn't really prepared to hear that yesterday, but I thought about it. (laughs) And sure, why not? So she did give me um, the green light to go ahead with the dinosaur roaring contest. (laughs) When you put this out there, did you think it was going to be mostly kids who submitted? And then who actually ended up submitting? Actually, my hope was that we would get adults to do it because the the funniest, you know, recordings I'd heard from this this weird, you know, fake contest were from adults. And I'm like, I know they can do this, but they might not feel comfortable doing it. They might think it's just for kids. So what happened was, well, I I didn't really think a whole lot of people would do it, period, you know, because it was just going to be a local thing that just went up on our website. And it would probably just be the people coming through the Southeast Library that would hear about it. But what happened was that I put it up on the website and I actually got a text the next day from work saying that our media specialist was trying to get a hold of me because WAMU wanted to do an interview and I was shocked. I was like, who knows about this? But I turned to my partner and he said that he had put it on numerous neighborhood listservs and I had no idea. So I guess that's that's how the word got out and it even got on some local television stations right away. So I was I was quite surprised. And we ended up with about, you know, 10 times the number of submissions I had expected. And this ended up being a much larger project than I had sort of banked on. And we ended up getting submissions from all around the country and all around the world. Why do you think so many people submitted? Do you think it was just the your partner doing dino PR or something else? Like, do you think people were just excited to do something that was wacky and fun? Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, had they not heard about it, of course, we wouldn't have gotten the volume. But the second the word got out, it was like literally people all over the world wanted to do this. And there were people that wanted to do it just because it was it was funny. And and this was 2021, by the way, like people were kind of everybody kind of wanted to roar at that moment. Right. Like we were all just, (laughs) you know, had been cooped up for a year and just needed a thing. And then, you know, there were people that just were crazy dino enthusiasts. And then there were people that literally just had this talent. They had had this talent their whole life or, you know, maybe perfected it their whole life. And this was their chance, you know, from adults up to one of our five-year-old winners. His mom said, he's he's been working up to this his entire life. And you could tell it was like in his, his whole body, like this was the moment he was going to show the world. He had a dino inside that was roaring to come out. What were some of the surprising or funniest entries that you got? (laughs) This could be like a two-hour conversation. And by the way, this was like the best three weeks I ever spent at work because these would just be rolling in every few minutes and I would just be dying. One of my favorites was just like a total fail. And like the mom herself would say this was a total fail, but it was just the most hilarious. We we gave it best adapted screenplay. Um, but <laughs> like it was it was clear a lot of effort had gone into this. Like they had a big sign that was some kind of nod to Jurassic Park, like this huge sign and the dad is holding up the sign and the kids all dressed up in his dinosaur costume and they're playing the Jurassic Park theme song. And then the dad like 
drops the sign and the kid goes into his roar and his baby sister is standing next to him carrying a doll and then she just starts bawling <laughs> and then oh. runs away <laughs> and they drop the sign and the kid's standing there like what the <laughs> and the mom's like submit <laughs> fix it in post yes and I was like yes my favorite and then there was a toddler that just when her time to roar came, she just kept saying, the dad was saying, what do dinosaurs say? And she just says, no, no. And we were like, yes, love it. No, Asaurus. I respect you know. it. I respect it. Yeah. You know, you talked earlier about that paleontologist who was like, oh, dinosaurs don't actually have a big roar like we might think of. It's more of a cooing or a chirping. Were people trying to be accurate? And at what stage did you involve a paleontologist in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so most people were not trying to be accurate. We even had a burpasaurus. Actually, that one was kind of accurate because he, he was he was eating, he was chewing, and then he just burps. But some people really were. It's certainly some of the adults, certainly our, our grand prize winner who turned out was from southern India, um, which was quite surprising to me. I had not expected that. Seemingly incredibly accurate in terms of, you know, shrieking, hissing, all the things. And so we had to judge on a variety of levels, you know. So some levels were, you know, accuracy and some levels were, you know, just creative and some were just like, well, we just thought that was really funny, so (laughs) you get a prize. But (laughs) I did not willingly involve the paleontologist. The paleontologist begged to be involved. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, okay. So, yes, he was very concerned about accuracy. And I was like, well, you know, we'll take that into consideration. But it's sort of all over the map. Some people, very elaborate costumes, etc. Just we're pretty sort of fast and loose about judging. I sort of put it out there like you're, you're getting a prize if we want to give you a prize. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> the brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma DC community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own, The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets, and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on-site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one- and two-bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A dot com. So this year's competition kicks off today. You ended up getting submissions from all over. The winner was from Southern India. Will this year's competition be local or from all over? So this is our third year doing it. So we did learn our lesson from the first year. And, you know, again, we hadn't expected to get international submissions or out of state. So we're a little bit clearer. We advertise that you're welcome to submit from anywhere in the world, but 
if you want to get a trophy, because we do hand out trophies that are personalized, that you have to be able to come pick it up in person. So last year, the entries were a little bit more, more local people understood more that, you know, I'm not shipping another trophy to Southern India, you know. (laughs) (laughs) How can folks listening participate? If they've got a, if they've got a dino living inside of them that needs to come out via this contest, how can folks participate? What you're going to need to do is go to the DC Library website. Currently, I think the story will be posted under DC Library News, but you can even Google dinosaur roaring contest and it will probably come right up it's usually the first thing that comes up or you can contact your local library and ask how to participate there will also be flyers in-house with qr codes that you can snap to access the entry form is there a deadline yeah so uh this year our deadline is august 1st so you have a little while if you want to really you know work on your routine you know because you got to step it up like you know competition is stiff so just get it in by august 1st then we usually do the judging within a day or two after the deadline and we put together that video and we contact people the next week you know i love that you talked about how serious people take this like people have costumes cinematography like they're you know They've got an idea about their mise-en-scene. They're really taking this very seriously. Why do you think this is so popular in D.C.? Like, what does it say about us? (laughs) Well, when you put it that way, when we think about D.C., we know that this is a pretty competitive city. (laughs) People here really like to win. They are not trying to lose. So, So, yeah, you know, one family... The first year had actually three winning entries. There were two separate children uh, who entered, and then there was a group entry, and it was all amazing. And I literally had to Google this mother and be like, who is this person? <laughs> like, like she clearly, there was a lot of, I, they got best direction, because I'm like, I know. I know somebody directed you were like, this. Is this a family of dinosaurs yeah. actually living in Washington, <laughs> <That's> D.C.? <right. laughs> A ringer. But yeah, it turned out she was like an AU professor or something, you know, like I was like, "Uh uh-huh, I see it. (laughs) You like to win. (laughs) But it was great. It was so delightful. (laughs) So you were also the person, the brains behind that amazing evil laugh contest that happened last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, I was. (laughs) Now that your coworkers know you as the person who comes up with these like wacky off-the-wall ideas... Are there any other contests or programs or ideas that you've got up your sleeve that we should be on the lookout for? Like, should I be should I be practicing my headstand or something? <laughs> well, I haven't come up with any. I think new amazing contest ideas. It's tough. I've tried to explain to people sort of the strategy for kind of what lands and what doesn't, and it's it's tricky business. It needs to be something that's really kind of universally recognized and kind of easy to do, but also wacky. Next next thing I may roll out is actually just a um, filmmaker's, like, workshop. So for people who want to do short films and kind of get feedback and critique from other people or maybe also, you know, resources. Maybe they need an actor. Maybe they need a filmer. Maybe they need a location. Amazing. Well, if there's anyone listening who wants to get their inner John Hughes out, but you're directing (laughs) dinosaurs instead of people, be sure to join this contest. Elaine, thank you so much for being here. 
I really appreciate it. I was going to go for a dino roar, but now that I know that they chirp and not roar, I, I got it in my head. I'll, I'll, I'll get one later. I'll okay. get one later. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> and before you go, here's some quick news. A city investigation has found that Mayor Muriel Bowser's former top aide, John Valchicchio, sexually harassed an employee. It also alleges that he used the workplace as a dating pool. Valchicchio resigned abruptly in March after the harassment claim was filed. Before that, he'd been leading the rollout of Bowser's comeback plan for downtown D.C. Also, 11 children have been shot and killed in D.C. already this year, putting the city on track to outpace last year's grim statistics. Just this past weekend, two teens were killed by gun violence. Overall, violent crime in the district has spiked 21% this year. And finally, D.C. bars will be allowed to stay open 24 hours a day for the Women's World Cup. The month-long tournament begins on July 20th in Australia and New Zealand. The extended hours will help D.C. residents gather to watch the games despite the time difference. D.C. allowed bars to stay open last year for the Men's World Cup as well. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your friend who's got a dinosaur living within them? We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. During the pandemic, I did a like a spoof of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I made my partner play Cameron. <laughs> I was Ferris. <laughs> you really gave yourself top billing when you were doing this casting, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs>